Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, April 11, 2022. Since yesterday, the number of Italians who have had COVID reached the threshold of 15 million. It means one Italian in four, and this is just the number of those who have officially had it, while it is quite certain that many Italians had had it without realizing it or without officially communicating it. The curves of new positives, hospitalizations, ICUs and deaths remain constant in Italy. They do not go up, but neither do they go down significantly. It is also for this reason that the government has not yet decided whether to remove the obligation to mask indoors from May 1, but it seems unlikely. Meanwhile, the two subvariants of Omicron have been discovered in Italy, which also carry different symptoms. <coughs> the Italian government said that the stop of the dependence on Russian gas could happen for Italy in a period ranging from two to three years, with the first year being the most difficult. <coughs> Today, the Italian Premier Draghi is in Algeria to close an agreement that will double gas supplies from Algeria to Italy, as already happened with Azerbaijan. Algeria and Azerbaijan are the second and the third supplier, while supplies from Libya, Egypt, Qatar and Congo will also increase. There is a short-term strategy which focuses on supplies from other countries and a medium-term strategy made of biomethane, uh, produced with waste, agricultural waste and manure, and circular economy, sectors in which Italy is a leader in Europe and among the first countries in the world, to ensure us the fundamental raw materials for renewable energy. (coughs) Moreover, the Italian goals, also thanks to the European Recovery Plan, foresee to obtain from renewable energies such as wind and photovoltaic in the next years seven times what has been obtained so far. To date, the main obstacle to a rapid transition is not the lack of capital, but the slowness of bureaucratic procedures. Besides, to help decrease gas and electricity public consumption, the Italian government has decided to raise the temperature of air conditioners by one degree and lower radiators by one degree in all public offices except hospitals. Already now the country is in state of pre-alert for the risks of the supplies of energy tied to the unknowns of the war in Ukraine. Raising the level of alert, if if the situation precipitates, would mean lowering lighting in the streets and having even less consumption in all public buildings. If it came to declaring an emergency, austerity measures would also affect private individuals and companies. And in this regard, according to a survey just published, 54% of Italians are in favor of a stop to the import of Russian gas and oil, even at the cost of bearing the consequences in terms of increased reduction in consumption and increased costs. Those again would be 32%. Last week, Prime Minister Draghi had explained very directly that the choice that Italians might have to decide is between peace and reduction in energy consumption with a consequent increase in its prices. In general, Italy seems to support the efforts necessary for the energy transition. 59% are in favor of investment plans to reduce dependence on fossil fuels, even at the cost of higher bills, and only 28% are against. But the poll also crosses the government decision we mentioned earlier. 80% of Italians say they are ready, if they have not already done so, to lower the temperature of their radiators by one degree and raise the temperature of their air conditioners by one degree when necessary to consume less gas and electricity. Similarly, 61% have already reduced the number of hours they use their heating and a further 23% say they are willing to do so. (coughs) 
The survey specifically breaks down between choices already made before the war and decisions made afterwards. 46% had already reduced hours before the outbreak of the conflict, and an additional 15% only began to do so from March onward. Birds hit an all-time low in Italy last year, but there are signs that the birth rate is now recovering. Just 399,400 babies were born in Italy in 2021, down 1.3% on 2020. But there are signs of the birth rate picking up in the latter, latter part of last year. As for mortality, the south of Italy showed the highest rate last year after the north was hit by the COVID-19 pandemic the previous year. Life expectancy fell to 81.3 years in the south of Italy, compared to a national average of 82.4 in 2021. Good news. Good news are coming from tourism. Some 14 million Italians will start traveling again at Easter. One in four will take advantage of the April 25 Liberation Day holiday to make a three days vacation. In fact, this year, April 25 will be a Monday, and on April 25, we the Italians and me myself will be at the Nettuno American Sicily Cemetery to pay our respect to the people who came to, from America to Italy to save our country and free our country. Before the April 25 holiday, there will be a five days holiday possibility between Holy Thursday and Easter Monday. Some 89.5% of Easter travelers will stay in Italy while 10.5% will choose a foreign location. The favorite destination for those staying in Italy will be the seaside, 28.9%, <coughs> art cities, 28.7%, and the mountains, 16.4%. The best results are expected for the regions of central Italy, 76.8%, and the northwest, 62%, while the south continues to suffer 52.4%, with one whole room out of two that in the south will remain empty. There is also a small recovery of foreign tourism, mainly European, with some positive numbers also from the United States, while obviously Russian tourism, which for Italy was worth 2% of the total, is completely lost. Even from Eastern Europe and the Far East, tourism has almost disappeared. Foreign tourists in this period will be less than half of what they were in 2019 before COVID. <clears throat> and speaking of tourism, there is a new development that comes from Venice. The city has approved a regulation that prevents the opening of new low-cost activities in the premises that overlook the areas most frequented by tourists in buildings subject to cultural constraints and in the entire area of Piazza San Marco. The stores for tourists have distorted important parts of the city, raising the prices of rents, closing ancient and prestigious activities, helping to alienate residents, now just over 50,000 in the historic center. After the block already enforced for the openings of food takeaways, the regulation on trade could be applied by the summer. It will block for three years the opening of activities, activities such as stores with snack vending machines, stores that sell knickknacks for just one euro, touristic gadgets, stores of low quality and automatic laundries, leveraging the cultural constraint of buildings and the constraint of decorum in the areas most frequented by tourists. It is a difficult battle, as well known uh, uh, by the mayors of our cities like Fran Florence and Rome, where until May 31, 2023, in the center and throughout the UNESCO areas, is prohibited the opening of new convenience stories and new souvenir stories. stores. <coughs> Last Saturday, the year of Procida, Italian capital of culture 2022, was inaugurated. 
Procida is a small, tiny, beautiful island in Campania. The inauguration ceremony, which opened a season that will see more than 150 events celebrating Italian culture, was attended by the President of the Republic, Sergio Mattarella. But the most moving speech was that of Giovanni D'Antonio. Giovanni just turned 18 and is about to start university. He lives in San Gennaro Vesuviano in the province of Naples. His name is particularly well known in academic circles. He is in fact the best student of philosophy in Europe and fourth in the world. Just a year ago, in fact, he won the European Philosophy 2021 Championship, coming fourth at the World Championship. The boy is now contended by the major American universities, Harvard, Yale and Princeton, just to name three, that have offered him a scholarship to study overseas thanks to the Fulbright program. Another genius, there is no such thing as genius, there is work, said Giovanni, who added. Scholars say we have seven types of intelligence. I study to nurture logical mathematical intelligence, but I go out and see friends to develop empathy and emo emotional intelligence. His life is that of a normal 18-year-old, school, books, gym, girlfriend, nights out with friends. He has installed a timer on his apps so that at a certain point they freeze. He doesn't want to be a slave to technology in his smartphone. When he grows up, he wants to start his own business in Italy, but dedicated to social purposes. Hope is the word that he pronounced most in his speech, in an island that hopes to be reborn coming out of the many problems of small towns in southern Italy. He won the European Championship with an essay on hope. <clears throat> to his peers he said, work, study, be curious and train yourself to hope. Faced with a dark moment you may choose not to have hope and you will stay put or you could choose to have hope and move on. Ten years from now who will have prevailed? The ones who moved. Well said, Giovanni. Well, thank you very much for your listening and watching. <clears throat> this was with Italian News. My name is Umberto Mucci. I'll see you next Thursday. Please stay safe and take care. Ciao from Rome.